0: This is a SHOCK podcast
1: SHOCK Due to the discussions of murder, sexual activities and assault Listener discretion is advised, especially those under 13 The world is full of dangers and mysteries Among them are the notorious serial killers Who have terrorised and fascinated people for decades How did they commit their crimes? How were they caught? But most importantly, what were their motives? Ah! Can You Solve It? is a podcast that talks about notorious serial killers. This is Irdina Isha, your host for this series. Each week, you will join me in sharing stories of global cases that had happened, not to encourage murder, but to discuss ways on how it could have been better, or much even prevented the Murder. murder. It's another day at the studio, welcome back. I'm Erdina Isha and today we will talk about Samuel Little or the nickname that the Los Angeles Police Department gave him which is the choke and stroke killer because he would masturbate while strangling his victims. At least that was what I read based on biography and that was what was written but based on a documentary it was said that he would rape them before strangling them to death. And before that as always we have Izwin. Hello Izwin is in the studio with Edina. Another person in the studio today, there's Hasek.
0: Hello, hello, I'm Hasek.
1: This is Can You Solve It? So be sure to listen to the very end and see if you, the person listening right now, could guess the killer's motives right. Now, let's start. In 1970, there was a woman who was strangled to death and then buried in a shallow grave out in Florida. From there, for the next 35 years, that means up till 2005, bodies would be found across different states. So there were bodies found down the hill, in the gutter, in the water, like they were segregated in different areas because these killings, they spanned across different places, states, since it happened in a long period. It didn't just happen overnight in a month or two, but we're talking about 35 years and yet there was no connection no prime suspect and it was hard for the police to find out who the killer was or if there even was a killer because most of the cases they were identified as natural causes overruled by overdose because the police they couldn't find the forensic evidence on their bodies you want to know why because these victims rather than being stabbed or shot rather than being discovered with a wound Mm -hmm. these victims were actually strangled to death Oh. Like, there weren't any bloodstains, which was hard for the mm. investigators. Wait, when they were discovered, were they buried or they were just like out in the open? Some of them were mostly out in the open. Okay. Some were buried. It was only in 2012 that police could finally solve those cold cases and link it to one man, Samuel little aka the choke or stroke killer because it's either he would masturbate while strangling them
0: oh my god
1: or he would just rape them oh okay well while killing them Yes, that's his fantasy, guys.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: And when Samuel Little was caught, it was actually thanks to a DNA test, by the way. Because Little, he was arrested in September of 2012 due to a narcotics-related crime. So it was drug-related, not murder-related. So if there weren't any technological advancements in the U.S., who knew how many years longer he could have lingered around roaming free in town? hmm So, I haven't even started on his crimes in detail. Oh, wow. it? are you like a bit freaked out by this already?
0: Yeah, I'm already immersed into it. Okay. I want to know what's going to happen next.
1: Great. So, stay tuned. Stay tuned, everybody. Also, the people in the studio. So, Little, although he grew up poor, he was also sent to prison multiple times for having been arrested on many of offenses. But he still was a smart man. And this, the fact that he was smart, it has helped him... Escaped the police multiple times. Mm -hmm. So here's his mo modus operandi. To just remember these five things, okay? Prostitutes, car, choking or strangling while raping. Another one is raping and then dumping. So it's these five things. Mm -hmm. What are those five things? His targets were prostitutes. The place where he would take them and then kill them would be in his car. The way he did it was by choking them or rape them. And then he would quickly dump their bodies anywhere he'd find feasible to do so. So what do you think about that, Hazegh?
0: I think it's terrifying. How could a person can do that? Like a human being can actually do that to, you know, strangers? Mm.
2: Yeah, especially like prostitutes. They're working, aren't they?
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: they were. They were trying to find a means of living. And I
0: wonder why prostitutes though? Mm. Okay, right?
1: we'll keep that at the back of the story. Another thing that's, um, I would say, really terrifying, by the way, Hazegh, about Samuel Little, is that he remembers clearly about the victims that he killed. All of them, most of it, mm. well, most of it because mm. he's he's already old by the way when he when he was in prison, he was he was born in 1940. Mm-hmm. He was caught in 2012. So imagine how old he was at the time, 72. And then the police started questioning him when he was already over 70 years old. Mm. So Mm. yeah And then when he was caught By the way The reason why He started confessing To these crimes More More about these things Where he didn't even Reveal it in the first place Like he wasn't caught Of killing all these people He was initially caught For only three murders But then he started confessing Because he wanted to He wanted to Transfer to another prison Mm. Oh yes And at the same time He didn't want to be Hung To Mm. be killed by mm -hmm. hanging
0: You know what What struck in my mind When you told me How he could remember The detail of of the victims his victims Mm -hmm. well i think one of the reason is probably could be the crime he did is very it was very big it's it's a big Mm -hmm. crime i mean so he's living in guilt Mm. his entire life could be yeah that's the reason why you know like you did your mistake and you keep remembering the mistake you did Mm. Right. Yeah, Yeah, he could remember that much.
1: Anyway, Samuel Little, he remembers his victims clearly. So when he was caught and he revealed what he did, police gave him this set of tools for him to draw. And he drew their faces. He drew their faces and that was how the police could identify the victims because see some of these bodies they weren't even found like they don't know who this person was Mm -hmm. because they have rotten their bodies have decomposed so badly because in fact that was one of his victims where he would dump his body in the pigsty yeah oh
2: and the pigs would
1: eat them right it's not it's not the pigs you know what came to that body it was the rats rats came and ate her skin off her face. No, that left me speechless. Yeah, so it was badly decomposed in a way that the police couldn't identify the victims at all. Mm -hmm. Little, he helped this police investigate further on the people that he murdered. When police asked him to describe how he killed them, he would describe everything like clearly. Mm -hmm. You know, like for instance, the police would mention something like, okay, North Little Rock. Tell me what the girl looked like. And then he would say this. He would say this. You can see this on YouTube, by the way. He said these exact words Oh man, I loved her. She was a heavy set, big old yellow gal. Had a gap between her teeth. That's what it was. You know, like he remembered those particular yeah, those details yes. of people that he killed. And then he said, She's too big for me to carry her. So I just pulled her out of the car, laid her on that trash that was left there. And like that was not the only victim that he could describe that way. Another person. I don't know her name, but he would describe her this way. She was pretty, light-skinned, brown, honey-coloured skin. I met her in a nightclub in New Orleans. So I cut off, I took off the exit, and we went. And that, sure enough, was a road leading me into the woods. And we went in and parked. And I grabbed her by the legs and pulled her to the water. And that's that's the only one I ever killed by drowning. Oh. So, like, yeah, there were many confessions that he did. But those were just two that I mentioned mm-hmm. there were various ways that he killed these people by the way but he was yeah it's always... too many for you to describe yeah. anyway like, <laughs> too many take... Ni- 93 guys it'll 93 take, it'll
2: take you over an hour yeah and I don't think you wanna hear to all of it
1: <laughs> okay do you know how he also picked up his victims like how he targeted his victims by the state that they're in like whether they're
2: drunk or were they on drugs
1: oh that would be one of many aspects okay. but the but the main thing that he really looked at is actually their neck is win. (gasps) yeah so he's into beautiful necks necks so he said like it depends on how her neck looks it doesn't really matter if the girl is beautiful or ugly what skin colour they are but if the neck is attractive that person would be next and he said it usually wouldn't be someone fat Because fat people don't really have a neck. So in a way, they're lucky. And little, he lasted for a long time. Like, he went unnoticed for decades. Because he knew who to target. Mm -hmm. Vulnerable people. People who wouldn't have their families looking for them. So there wouldn't be any police reports. Mm -hmm. And then he knew what not to do. He knew he shouldn't exactly be aiming for white women. So his victims were like... People of color? Yeah. Okay. Were ghettos. Why? Because... Gatus they're not usually policed
2: well authorities don't take care of them
1: yeah yeah that's why that's why and that's the reason why he stayed under the radar for so long Mm. in fact there was this one time where just a moment after he had killed this woman in the woods in his car and this lady was naked because they were doing it before I wouldn't say making love because the fact that he strangled her must have felt very forced so after he raped her and murdered her there was a police that came by and little he quickly got up got out of his car and started zipping up his pants like he did that in hopes that the police would believe in his narrative so Mm. the police asked him what are you up to and he said just making love with my wife then that police he actually shone the light on that person's face in the car. So Little was already anxious like what if he got caught? Yeah. And in that moment he knew how to act. Like he knew what he should be doing so he distracted the police immediately by saying something else to like distract his attention from that body. And he really got away because the only thing that the police said was you should go get out of here. Like he didn't even notice that that lady was dead. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And anyway so he got away. No he did. He he left but with a dead body in the car. After all the killing that he had done and with no remorse whatsoever. Because you see, he enjoyed the thrill of it. In fact, there were a few instances where when he choked his victims, he would give them a chance to breathe. Mm -hmm. But that was only for a short while before he started choking them again. Like he enjoyed the way that they were helpless and he liked looking at their necks in that moment, their throats, the way that they felt in his hands. He loved every part of that this was what i was trying to get to like why exactly did he kill what was what were his motives as always for everyone listening here for you too Izwin. i love looking at the background yeah the root problems like why a person becomes who they are and in the case of little he has had a rough childhood like when he was little maybe precisely a baby he was dumped by his mother What? who was also a teenage prostitute. And so he was raised by other people from his family, mainly his grandmother. So he did not have a bond with the person who should be bonding with him, which which should be his mother. But the thing is, throughout the years, he has always had a fantasy with people's necks. Females particularly because he's straight. And it was said that he started developing that interest when he saw his teacher touching her neck. Like at the kindergarten, teacher was just touching her neck and wow, he was aroused at a young age. Okay, creepy. Yeah. Anyway, his motives, people, were just plainly sexual. He wanted to do it. like He wanted to caress that neck while doing his thing, as in raping them. But then he just also wanted to kill for the sake of it. Is always been there in him all along. There's a funny correlation to the way that he was brought up though, wasn't it? As in the people that he targeted? Yeah. They were prostitutes. prostitutes and a- and so mom. was his mom. Yeah. I don't know if that's a kind of revenge in a way for the fact that his mother left him. But his it, sexual desires were always there. It could be a sense of he can't kill his mom
2: so he goes around and killing those. Could be similar to her?
1: Maybe. Maybe he doesn't maybe. know where she is. Maybe he's just had a bitterness towards prostitutes. Maybe he just didn't want want those people to like dump their babies in case they got pregnant. You know, maybe he didn't want those people to go through what he went through. a good point. Also, Izwin, there's someone that I forgot to mention in the story. There's this person who he had met while in prison. He's been serving in prison for quite a while before he actually started killing people because he like did all these petty crimes, Mm -hmm. he stole, he robbed. This person that he met, she's 30 years older than him, like a senior. And somewhere along the way, they had a relationship romantically and her name was Aurelia Jean Dorsey and their kind of relationship was rather than the normal kind of romance where you can expect from your partner, it's more of mother and son but in a romantic way. So maybe he sees Jean Dorsey as a mother figure and that's why he loved her and she was the one who helped him get to places that he's been because being poor, he did not have the finances especially for the fact that he he served in prison so like why why could he why could he earn his money mm-hmm. so what they did was when they got out of prison together they went shoplifting together then they traded the cash in for car and that's how they got to places together so she was the enabler for him to convict these murders but the catch is even he himself said that maybe maybe she didn't know that he was a serial killer Mm -hmm. because she's an old lady when they stopped by at motels for the night she would slip in he went out to get girls to kill yeah what's different do you think it's just the age like the necks don't look as
2: attractive Uh, if the neck is really the reason then she must have beautiful neck
1: I guess so. Or maybe maybe they developed some kind of bond in the prison. You know, he he couldn't see this person in the same way that he saw those victims. Mm-hmm.
2: We've talked about a few serial killers in mm-hmm. this series. And they always have one person that they're just like.
1: They're like, get away? Yeah. Soft spot. But what one makes them different? Away. I want to know. Don't you have that one person in your life where, let's say, if you're ignored by other people, you would just cut them off. But if you were ignored by one person particularly you couldn't you mind but at the same time you would give them so many chances don't you have that kind of thing yeah I like do. if someone broke your heart you know and you, you keep getting back to the person I do go through life like always attaching myself to one person for some reason in this case uh, that was not what happened okay. because unfortunately for little Jean Dorsey passed away oh she passed away she passed away That's yeah she was she's 30 years older than him and by the time that it was in the two 2000s. At that time, Little was already over 60 years old. He was born in for- 1940. So 60 years old in 2000. And Jean Dorsey is 30 years older than him. Yeah, so can she you would imagine? be in her 90s. Yeah. Iswin, to wrap up what you actually asked about. I think in humans, right? We we are humans. We always have that soft spot for someone. Mm. Maybe it's really some kind of soul connection, I don't know. I feel like everyone here in in the world, there is always that one special person that you have a soft spot on, and that's the case. For this one too. The fact that he's already old. Over the 2000s, he was already over 60 years old. So one can only imagine losing the strength that you once had. Mm -hmm. So Little, he stopped his killing in 2005. See, because Little, being the smart person that he was, he stopped killing because he didn't want to get caught. So he is a smart person. He knows that, okay, he no longer has the strength and he's going to be slow. People will feel heavier. So he knew what he, he should not be doing in order to save himself. But yeah... At last, the truth would always prevail. And fortunately, the police managed to capture him and link him to the death of three people based on a DNA test that was also found on these three bodies belonging to these three women, Carol Alford, Audrey Nelson, Guadalupe Apodaca. That's why he was convicted in 2014 and he had to serve a life in prison, like three life sentences and he had passed away in 2020, everybody. Okay. Now it's time for us to discuss on this topic. What do you think could have prevented little from committing such a huge number of murders like 93 is a lot and to say that they went unnoticed with no forensic evidence that's that's crazy and we're talking about the United States so it's supposed to be like advanced we're talking about the US here so what's your thoughts on this it's in
0: the states and you know United States is very very large mm. mm. you know yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. and that's one of the reasons and you know that in the, in the United States that if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong the residents that could change their identity or their name Okay, that's one of the reasons as well I think
1: uh, so like what do you think could have prevented Little from committing such a huge number of murders so what could stop him from murdering people little has he's attracted to like really pretty neck uh, right yeah
2: yeah but then okay so i've been watching this show called mind hunter and what they do is that they're learning behaviors or psychological behaviors of serial killers which at the time back in the 70s crazy enough they don't have a term for that mm-hmm. they're Way of preventing serial killers from keeping on killing Is to let them kill once Before they keep on killing If there's someone died The police have to solve that crime um, mm. Okay which is, um, sounds morbid. It's like, rather than 20, 30 people dying, it's only one. You would know their MO mm. already. By the first killing. By the first killing. You kind of like, already know. I mean, if it goes to second, then it's like, okay. A bit unfortunate, but then you're like, okay there's, okay, there's clues, clues, clues. I don't really know how to improve their training in any sense. Is it more like understanding, like, understanding their behavior mentally?
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I I think so too.
2: It all goes back to figuring it out from the beginning. Because by,
1: by the second one it's too late these serial killers already have like that drive to the feeling they keep killing doing it once may be a mistake but doing it twice you know it's intentional yeah okay yeah but I think to add to your point is when what's important these days is empathy so if you really have that kind of empathy to like feel okay why does this person kill and maybe it should be easier for the for the police to spot who is the murderer oh, I was reflecting a
2: little bit maybe we talked about the fact that he has some anger unresolved feelings towards his
0: mom yeah, so so it could be initially had hatred towards prostitute. That's maybe one of the reasons. And, and, and I read that in school that he had problems with discipline and achievement. And that's one of the things that maybe back then, the grandmother can actually, you know, intervene from the start.
2: Oh, okay, right. right. I was thinking more of like, rather than... Showing your anger to other people. Mm-hmm. show your anger to your mom by, like, confronting her. I mean, not in, like, in a aggressive way I understand her point of view maybe mm. maybe because when when did he start killing mm. in 1970 yeah he in was 30 ni- years old in 70s right like I, I under I think I understand it's a bit hard to track down people mm. however maybe the mom has passed away yeah. by that point I wouldn't know right however it, it's it's just not fair to like show your anger or hatred towards a group of people that you don't know yeah innocent people innocent people what do you think Hazik? do you agree he should have just like confronted his mom regarding it rather than showing his angst and anger towards other people Yeah,
0: yeah, I do agree with you. We did know maybe he was scared of his mom. That's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons that he couldn't confront his mom. Maybe he
1: still has some kind of respect for his mother. Yeah,
0: yeah. Not wrong. And there's nuances to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Point that Hazik mentioned, actually, the
1: one where the grandmother could have detected it and prevented him from, you know, all sorts of things. I do agree that the role of a guardian is important. You know, because as a child, you need help from people who are older than you. You need supervision. You need that love, that bond. In the case that he didn't have a mother, it's up to his grandmother to really ensure that he feels like, okay, you know, you do have enough. You are love. I actually did watch a documentary and it was said that he was abused when he was living. I'm not sure like By who Uh, By who And at what age they did mention that he was abused. So, moving on to the second question. What about these women then, Iswin? Because I know we've had lots of discussions previously where we talked about vulnerable people who were not able to protect themselves because of the state that they were in, you know, the group that they're a part of. Mm-hmm. But if we were in their shoes, Iswin, if we were the prostitutes ourselves, how do we ensure our own safety? I'm not gonna talk about gut feeling. Not many people have that instinct in them.
2: We've talked about this in the previous podcast podcast it's in the same case of you young child okay where the house these call rooms call i don't remember what you call it like this disas- suspected something that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, when this individual call Mm-mm. That these women just disappear Disappear Yeah Uh, What I would do if I was a sex worker And making sure of my safety Mm -hmm. Is um, have my The agency that I'm working with Mm -hmm. To make sure Call in or something To make sure I'm doing fine Like my phone number Mm. Okay Not Mm. the
1: person that they But what if we don't have that agency You know the United States is big It could be just you On your own Trying to get money
0: Okay I know this is funny Always have Pepper spray with you
1: Yeah Yeah, That's that's the thing Yeah Maybe
0: like a era.
2: Baselet Or like yeah, a yeah.
0: Even though I'm a guy I have one No because my mom gave me No, That's
1: a good point that's good, yeah. that's good
0: All of us My siblings We all have that
1: your mom is a like smart an person. actual pepper spray
0: or yeah, like a the the pepper spray. Mm. I hope you don't spray it into my face. No.
1: Okay, that, that's yeah. a good point. And I think we should also equip ourselves with fighting skills. I mean, if you do have the opportunity, but in the case of these women, you know, they usually become part of this group because they don't have the resources, right? Mm. Any of you out there who, who have the chance to learn these fighting skills, Taekwondo, karate, whatever it is. You go and do that just to be on the safer side. I think Mm -hmm. also
2: for these women, these sex workers, right? Usually people with work, they detach themselves. Mm. So to them, that act is just work, whatever. And they're they're like, oh, I was safe yesterday, whatever. I'm not going to take extra precautions. It's like, oh, whatever. It's just going to be another day, another client.
1: Wow. Uh, It's interesting that you mentioned work because now I'm thinking about, okay, so where should you put the boundary in your work? How do we like, okay, we should take this job and we shouldn't take this job. Mm. For like if they're if, if we ourselves are sex workers Wow Try to imagine that Maybe we should tell them Not to go to places That quite hard to detect Like not in Too far Cars. deep
0: in the woods He was killing people The, the alley The back of the alley You know yeah. Raping and murdering yeah. these people okay. in cars. Uh, and park- parking basement. Mm-hmm. Basement
1: parking. The third thing that I would like to mention here is we can note on Samuel Little himself. So he has like this fantasy, right? Where he, if he sees someone neck, he would just want it, choke it. He wants to caress it. But then he also wants to kill that person. It's strange. If you do have this sort of triggers, always seek help if you can't help yourself. No don't ever get to the point where you can't return because once you've killed someone it's too late. Yeah. A life is already lost. Yeah. And once you've raped someone it's too late. You've already traumatized That person, if we talk about God, God is all forgiving and merciful. But between us humans, we're not so, you know. Humans are not God. So don't Uh, ever go to the point where saying sorry wouldn't change a thing anymore.
0: The story of Samuel Little Little is is very terrifying.
1: I think for me, I'm, I'm wondering
2: if like in Malaysia, it's happening right now. And this, we just don't know. That's scary.
1: Because it's, it spans for so long, right? Like, it spanned from... 35 years. Exactly. 35 years. Three decades, guys. That's
0: crazy. Mm.
1: Yeah, it, it does scare me because, you know, this it, it happened in the United States and the police there should be advanced, but then... They couldn't catch him. In Malaysia, you know, with what the case that has happened in the previous years, like the one, Jazlyn. Yeah. We still don't know who the perpetrator is. So like, that's scary. Imagine if there is a serial killer out there. I hope this does not happen to any of us at all. That's a wrap. That's it for today's episode. Hope all of you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for the next one and hit the share button, people. Like us, love us, rate us five stars on Spotify. Thank you very much. Hoping to see you next time. Talk to you everyone soon.
0: Bye-bye.